Sunday Morning Live, that is SML Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Today is September 30th, 2021, and this is Pastor Carl Henderson. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m., and Thursday's Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. We're going into the 20th chapter of Acts, so get your Bible in hand or your device, and we're going to go into the word of God right after this and then prayer.
Oh, taste and see that the Lord, he is good. You know, there's nothing lacking at his table. Again, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church. And just want to pray that you had a blessed day today. Um, before we go into the word of God, Father, we thank you for your goodness and grace. We thank you for your love and mercy. Thank you for your kindness and all that you have done for us. Lord God, how you have uh, laid a table before us in the presence of our enemy. Lord God, how you have peppered this day with benefits. Lord God, thank you for, for blessing us. Lord God, and keeping our minds uh, stayed upon you. Lord God, you have blessed us to live consecrated lives. You've given us the ability to be holy unto you. Lord God, and we're just here to say thank you. Honor you, Lord God, for your mercy. Honor you for your goodness and your grace. I pray and ask that you would bless your people, Lord. Lord God, have your way, Lord Jesus, in our lives. Remember those that are sick. Remember those, Lord God, that are their prayer requests are the unspoken and those which have been made known. I ask that you would bless uh, them in the name of Jesus, Lord God, and as we prepare for our leadership conference, Lord God, and that you would bless the speakers and as they minister your word and training and teaching, Lord God, those that to be licensed and those that license will be renewed, Lord God, we thank you and we bless you. We hold them up before you, Lord God, that your will is done here on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Certainly, we thank and praise God for, for each of you that are listening, those that are listening uh, near and far, those that will be listening later as we're this eve getting ready for our leadership conference, which will be held in the city of Monrovia uh, at, at 474 East Doherty Road at Greater Grace, uh, which is a church that uh, I was, my ministry's birth out of under the tutelage of of Overset Blanche Irvin and uh, leadership and training under uh, Deacon Robert Irvin, or excuse me, Elder uh, Robert Irvin. And so uh, we thank God for uh, for his grace. And we're going into the word of God, not going to be long this evening, but we're going to keep things moving forward and just want to, just want to, you know, the Bible said, uh, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law do he meditate day and night. And because of that, he'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth his fruit in his season, and his leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. And, and so we're certainly everyone wants prosperity. You're going to have to follow what the principles that have been laid out. There are universal laws in place, and there are specific laws that God has, we call them blessings, but that God has uh, stated for his people that if they abide in him and his word abide in them and us, we can ask what we will, because by then our will has lined up with his will, and it's not a struggle. You know, God can't deny himself. And so we want to make sure our will lines up with his. And you can't know what his will is unless you get into his word and not just read his word where you can quote it to other people. That, that's not my interest. And that's not God's interest. But we should. The Bible said if we abide, if we abide in him, 
if we uh, in Ezekiel, uh, he told them that if you keep his statutes, you'll live in them. And so that that's what we're looking to do is to live in God's word. So we're in the 20th chapter of Acts. And if you recall, there was a disturbance prior to this, which was caused by the preaching of the gospel. It was caused by the preaching of the gospel. And there was a certain silversmith. And, and I'm just going to ask this question here. If you recall uh, who that silversmith uh, by name was, then uh, just comment it in. Comment it in while you're listening. And so there was a certain silversmith that got together with the other silversmith. And I, I'll give you a big hint. Um, and caused an uproar. And in that uproar, they went, the people was confused. People didn't know what they were. Some of them that went into the, the uh, theater uh, didn't know what they was really in the theater for. They were just as, just as uh, what they, back in the day, I used to hear people say as nutty as a bed bug, you know, and these people were, um, were together in the theater in an uproar, but there was confusion. And, and so uh, when things calmed down, uh, the Bible says that after the uproar was ceased, Paul called unto him the disciples and embraced them and departed for to go to Macedonia. And he went, uh, when he had gone over these parts and had given them much exhortation, he came into Greece. And there he was he about three months. And when the Jews laid wait for him, he was about to sail to Cyrus. He purposed to return through Macedonia. And there accompanied him. Uh, so so uh, Peter and uh, um, Gaius and Timotheus and uh, Eutychus and Trumpets and there were brethren that went with him and they went, actually they went ahead of him to Charles. And Luke, who is the author uh, writing this, uh, this uh, uh, exhorting to, uh, to uh, Theophilus of uh, what was going on uh, is letting them know that they sailed away to Philippi after the days of unleavened bread and came unto them to Troas in five days, where he abide seven days. And upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow and continue his speech unto midnight. And there were many lights in the upper room where they were gathered together. And there sat in the window a young man uh, named Eutychus, being fallen into a deep sleep. And as Paul was long preaching, uh, he sank down with sleep and fell down on the third loft and was taken up dead. And Paul went down and fell on him and embracing him said, trouble not yourselves, for his life is in him. When he had uh, therefore was come up again, he had broken bread and eaten and talked a little while, even till daybreak, and so he departed.
And they brought the young man alive and were not a little comforted. The thought, just to keep things, um, is that uh, five minutes. I heard um, a gentleman say this, and I really appreciated this statement. He was a much older gentleman, but and so therefore he had something to say. And he's a very uh, humorous uh, minister, uh, very humorous when he when he's preaching the word of God. And I'm telling you, you you glean a lot from him. He said five minutes is too long for a bad message, but just right for a good one. Five minutes is too long for a bad message, but just right for a good one. Now, I, I think if you've been around listening to speeches, even in lectures, whether it's academic, you're in a classroom or something, you know, there are some teachers that can teach you a lot in a short period of time. There are others that that really will bore your patience. And I hope not to bore your patience this evening. But the Bible said, and after the uproar was ceased, Paul came unto him, uh, unto the disciples, and embraced them and departed uh, for to go unto Macedonia. Now, our evangelist, some, he's on a missionary journey. I say he's on an evangelistic journey because that missionary is still nowhere located at least in the scriptures that I've read. But I, I did read that he called him to evangelize. And so it, our evangelist spent time with those that believed and displayed personal concern and left for Macedonia. Like uh, Pomona, like Ma in your city, Macedonia had believers there. Acts 16 and 9 uh, says that in a certain a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him saying, come over into Macedonia and help us. Now, uh, that is one of the mentions of Macedonia that really stands out to me is that there was someone in Macedonia. They were crying out for help. And when they cried for help, uh, Paul didn't send a send a messenger saying, how much is the honorarium? What are you going to give me if I come help you? Unlike today, uh, you know, if you invite a minister to come and to speak, you, you have to ask them what is the honorarium, even though uh, the God gave us the gospel freely. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't show our thanksgiving, you know, and help uh, when we ask someone for help when we can. But Freely given, freely given. I remember one, some years ago, this was many, many years ago, we were having a fundraiser and we had sent some letters out asking uh, and we sent them out to some, uh, some uh, believers, I'm gonna put it like this, some believers. And they sent us a letter back that said, we don't give to other, or to other churches. However, if you want to give to us, we'll gladly take a contribution. I thought that was very rude. Um, and I, Cornerstone certainly does not practice that, you know, because uh, we read throughout the scripture where churches helped one another. But to receive a letter back saying, rejecting your cry for help, and then to ask and tell you that you can send a contribution to them is absurd. And I don't believe that that was appreciated by, by God or any other believers that would that understand 
And so, um, you know, this man cried out for help in Macedonia. And he received the help that he needed. Uh, it's difficult today that to cry out for help and to throw hints that you might need help. You know, you need to be sensitive to the spirit of God and to and to be responsive. That's why I like going to help other churches. I like going out and I go uh, on my own just to be there, not to preach, not to have lengthy words of any kind of expressions, but just to show that I care and to support that ministry. You don't know what your presence just showing up means to the congregation or to the leadership just for you to show up and say, I was, I wanted to stop by and say, hi, I wanted to stop by and let you and show some love. It means a lot. And so that's what Macedonia uh, stands out to me. Uh, that is the reason the alarm goes off at 6 a.m. Uh, for me. That's why it goes off at 6, uh, 55 p.m. And, you know, to make sure that I'm, in a certain place by a certain time, so that the so that to minister the word of God when it's mine when because of my responsibilities to do that. The Bible said, and when he had gone over those parts, that he had purposed in his heart to go over those parts and had given them much exhortation, he came into Greece. So I believe that besides Paul, like so many other ministers, uh, Paul worked. He was a tent maker, so he in our day construction worker, built homes, and uh, but I believe that besides his conversation about how to do how to build a home right, uh, his conversation was about the Lord. You know, um, I don't think he was all uh, all so. What is the saying? So they, there's a saying, and this is not a scripture. This is just a saying that someone came up with. And that is heavenly minded that you know earthly good. No, if you heavenly minded, you're going to be good to earth because or to those that you see, because you're going to be concerned about souls. You're going to be concerned about souls, making it in to the kingdom of God. And so when he had gone over those parts and given them much exhortation, he came into Greece and there abode three months. And when the Jews laid wait for him, so they were still seeking him out. Uh, as he was about to sail to Syria, uh, Syria, he purposed to return through Macedonia. Now, Paul and other brothers and sisters of the gospel were uh, consecrated, uh, personally concerned, mentally concerned, uh, emotionally and spiritually invested. Are you invested? Have you poured yourself into a consecrated life unto the Lord. It don't mean you won't laugh. It don't mean you won't vacation. It don't mean you won't have a relationship, but are you, but nothing deters you from the purpose that you have unto the Lord. And certainly in relationship, we know water and oil don't mix. So you're not going to have a relationship with someone that is outside the will of God. And I'm talking about your personal relationship and dating and you know, if you if you got saved after you got married, you're certainly not going to destroy your marriage because you now wanting to live right. Now, if you're going to live right, it's going to enhance your relationship. It's going to enhance it. It's not going to tear it up and tear it down and 
wreck the house or anything. You're not going to become so spiritual that 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 you've got to leave your wife or your, uh, um, that makes if when you fall into those, those that mindset, it, you are unbeliever, not the person that you're married to, but it's you. There's some unresolved issues, you know, and and so you don't know, you know, and you can't compare, never ever compare relationship or even your walk with Christ to another person. We're supposed to measure ourselves according to Christ Jesus. And so the Bible said he spent three months knowing his life. Now he knew his life was in danger, but he spent three months uh, and staying there and ministering unto those. And he did not compromise his commitment. And they accompanied him into Asia. There were certain brothers that went with him. Certain ones that were, you know, that tarried and waited for him. Uh, brothers that was traveling with Paul was, was so, so Peter. His name means he defend, who defends the father. Uh, you had Ustarchus, uh, which means uh, best or, or master, Gaius, uh, which means happy or rejoice, Timothy is honoring, and Tychicus is casual, and Trophimus is educated or well-behaved. And you had Dr. Luke that was there. Now, you need to surround yourself with some brothers too. You need to surround yourself with some sisters. Make sure you surround yourself with those that defend. Uh, they don't defend what's wrong, but they defend what's right. Make sure you surround yourself with those that do their best. Surround yourself with some happy people, some honorable people, those that are tempered, educated, and well-behaved. The scripture goes on to say, and we sailed away from Philippi after the days of unleavened bread and came unto them in Troas in five days. celebrates the journey of the children of Israel through the wilderness when following the Passover, you know, Exodus, they ate unleavened bread for 30 days, which uh, was then substituted by the manna that God sent. And so when we talk about unleavened, the purpose, the reason for the unleavened bread is that um, uh, leaven is something that causes stuff to rise. And it represents pride. It's a, it's a symbol of pride or evil influence. And so we need to be careful. A, a little, I believe the scripture says, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. And so you don't want to, and, and so they were told to, to be strict about what they did. So seven days you'll eat unleavened bread, but on the first day you shall remove the leaven uh, from your house. That was an order that was given. Get rid of it. Clean up. Clean up. Set some things aside. We need to make sure we set things aside and that we remain consecrated unto the Lord according to what He 
has said. And so uh, the seventh verse says, and upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them. And he wanted to deliver a message as he was getting ready to leave um, on the next day or and he continued his speech that he was ministering to them until about midnight. Now, this was a well-lit room, the scripture said. And the emphasis on it being well-lit was that, you know, when you're sitting in dim light, uh, you know, it's easy to nod off. And, you know, if you're sitting in a room and that room has um, uh, has a, a type of uh, humidity, it, you know, I remember I was sitting in service and our baptism pool and that day was was behind the podium. Uh, the Deacon brothers and us, we got together and uh, we dug uh, and did an install heated pool for baptism. Well, a certain day, this uh, baptism pool, the heat from it was, uh, had me kind of, had me swaying from where I was sitting. And, um, you know, so you have to be careful about lighting and, 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 in the atmosphere as far as the temperature, because those will, that will impact the people. It doesn't mean that the minister that is speaking is boring. It's just that you've created a relaxed atmosphere. And so you, you don't want it to be so relaxed like that. You want it to be relaxed where people are receptive and they're not falling asleep, but they're comfortable. But, uh, and so this room in which they were in on about the third floor was well lit. And as he ministered, um, uh, and it was getting late into the evening. And so um, they had gathered together to break the, the bread and they went on and Paul was pouring himself out uh, unto those that was there, unto the body of believers that was there at that, uh, in that room. And the Bible said, there sat in the window a certain young man named Eutychus. And his name means fortunate. And he fell asleep. The Bible said he fell into a deep sleep. You know, um, I, I, I remember seeing with children, uh, our children fell asleep on the, on the benches. And um, they slept on during the service. And so and it could be daytime and, and people would go to young people. They will be playing and, and carrying on. And after a while, they'll nod off. Babies nod off. And this young man, he nodded off while the gospel was going forth. And he fell out the window. And some of you won't take your children to church at night. Or they got school tomorrow. But while they're at home, they get to stay up late. While they're at home, they get to play video. And while they're at home, they get to watch. While they're at home, they learn nothing about worship because when you're there, you may not even be um, doing as the scripture said, and that is teaching them. When's the last time you just sat down and before they went to bed, taught your child something about the word of God, help them sleep. You know, my, I applaud my daughter because when um, my grandson was born, uh, she would make sure that when they went to sleep, they were listening to um Chris Tomlin and other gospel artists to help relax their mind and to think about the Lord. And they would not go to sleep unless that was on. And so, uh, you know, you want to, the Bible said, train up a child in the way they should go. 
you want to put something there that's going to stick with them. Uh, they're going to do like you did. They're going to do like I did, you know, and you can think about what you did. <laughs> Just like I've thought about what I've done, you know, but the day come where God knows how to deal with all of us and the day will come that he will deal with them. But you better give God something to work with. Put something in them so that they will hunger and thirst for righteousness. But this young man fell asleep. And he fell down from the third law and was taken up dead. And Paul went down and fell on him, embracing him, and told him, don't trouble yourselves, for his life is in him. Paul did not leave them in a state of sorrow, but because of a consecrated life, him knowing who he was, who he belonged to, made a difference. That made a difference. Knowing who you are and who you belong to, makes a difference. Paul was not just rumbling on for the length of time. You know, we call, we call that, we call, we had a term from them LWs, uh, long-winded. Paul was just not being long-winded. Uh, he did not present uh, a five-minute message that was bad, but he presented a powerful message, a message that it was co-signed with a demonstration of power when it was necessary. God will demonstrate his power when it is necessary, not when you decide that you're going to make something happen or anything of that nature. There are some things that are strategic that God does for us in a service. There are some things that God does that is strategic. You know, as we talked about Daniel, that Nebuchadnezzar had a dream and no one could interpret that dream, but Daniel could. And we know that it was, I said it was strategically done because God had given Daniel an interpret, the gift that he can interpret dreams and visions. And so there had to be an opportunity for that to occur. God bless uh, the evangelist Paul, who also a uh, uh, apostle of the Gentiles, uh, uh, with uh, the uh, ability of healing where handkerchiefs was taken from his body and given to those that was ill and they recovered and evil spirits was, was removed from folks because of the consecrated life that he had. And here we see another act of the Holy ghost using him. Remember it's not your power. Uh, the Bible, matter of fact, the Bible said it's not by power nor by might, but by my spirit said the Lord. Uh, you'll find that I believe it's in Zechariah. And so you need to know that. We all need to remember that. We're not great. God is great. We're not powerful. God is powerful. And then you have enough power to control your life and to live a consecrated life, not to continue in sin, that the grace of God may abound. You have the power to present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, which is your reasonable service. But we know that all power comes from God and it's for the work of the ministry. It's for the edifying of those uh, that believe and it's for the uh, edifying and to help those that don't believe. Signs and wonder for unbelievers. And this young man uh, who, uh, there's a testimony here that God raised him up, that he didn't die when he could have. And some of you have the same testimony that you would have been, you could have died. Some of you don't even know the death trap that was set for you and God delivered you. Uh-huh. I know that 
you know, you'll, you'll hear me say this often, but I know some things for myself. I remember sitting in a car one day and in a place that I shouldn't have been doing something I should not have been doing. And a, a man walked by and as he stepped about 10, 12 feet away from me, turned around and pulled his shirt up and he had a, a, a 38 revolver and he looked at me and I sat there and I knew that I couldn't run. There was not, no place for me to go. No, certainly couldn't hide under the dashboard. He was going to walk right up to the car and blow me away. And he looked at me. I looked at him and I knew that that was a, coming to the end of a line. And he turned around and he walked away. That was God. That was not because I was so bad, so tough. And look, you might be bad, you might be tough, but you're not that bad. And you're certainly not that tough when a, a 38 snub nose is pointed at you and when and when that hammer goes down and that hollow head moves out of this chamber. It makes a difference. But by the grace of God, here we are today. And I am what I am by his grace. And you are too. How many times did you lay with the enemy and didn't catch a disease? How many times did you go flying down the street and you didn't wreck? You didn't and you didn't take nobody else out. How many things have you encountered that should have killed you? And grace and mercy protected you so that you would be here on this day, September 30th, 2021, promiscuous doing things that we should not have done that would have killed us. And we weren't sitting, listening to no one preach the gospel. We didn't fall out a window, but we were doing things that were jeopardizing ourselves and God had mercy on us. This young man, God had mercy on who fell asleep and fell out of the window. Thank God for his goodness. Thank God for his grace. And so the Bible said, when he therefore was come up again and had broken bread and eaten and talked a little while longer. So even after that, he still continued on. It didn't, it didn't shake his faith. It, they, they wasn't sitting around talking about, ooh, what happened and all of that kind of stuff and, and began to rehearse. No, he continued on to talk a little while. I believe they were talking still about Christ. And that is our message. Christ and him crucified. From Genesis to Revelation, he said, Behold, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. That's what it's all about. It's all about Christ and what he has done and what he is going to do. Listen, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. I hope to see you here or to see you there. Until then, be blessed in the Lord and know that, matter of fact, share the gospel with somebody. Let somebody know how much God loves them. Let them know that, that yes, he's coming back again. You may have heard it before, but let me tell you, there's some things that are unfolding and happening right in our presence. And we should not take anything for granted. Certainly believers, those of you who don't know the word of God, I'm going to say some things that's going to shake you up and intentionally because the word of God does that. And so I'm intentionally preaching the gospel, teaching the gospel, exhorting the gospel. 
and therefore it's going to shake you up just like it shakes up the one that receives it the one that is administering it we must get some things together and we must be consecrated unto the Lord I believe there was a question that was asked. Brother Demetrius. Yes, he was. He was the silversmith. And so get in your Bibles. Read the word of God and get a good understanding. God bless you. Hope to see you uh, maybe in the uh, leadership conference. Certainly those that know will be there. And so let's all be faithful unto the Lord as we should be so that when we call upon him, he'll answer us because we've been faithful. And I'll tell you what. He is the Bible said he's a present help in the time of trouble. Yes, he is. God bless you.